0: I'm sure you've seen a lot of people call themselves coaches. They may have had an exit. They may have built an amazing product. They may have a branded something, something. And now they are coaching. They are helping people, I think, latch onto the dream and then pay them to spend time with them to get coached. And then I love the whole. Here is the model, and the playbook, and the squares, and the circles, and the, okay, I do that as well, and I have called myself a coach, when really I realized I wasn't coaching. So I want to talk a little bit about that as a friend, as a CTO friend, and let's dig into the differences between coaching and feedback. From Seven CTOs, my name is Etienne de Bruin, and you're in the CTO studio. Seven CTOs is a global collective of CTOs helping each other become world class leaders through our peer groups that meet once a month, as well as one on one coaching and mentorship. We carefully assemble our forums with seven like-minded people who are at similar and adjacent stages with their companies. They help each other solve challenges unique to technical leadership roles. Each forum gets assigned an executive coach who leads conversations of emotional support and growth as well as holds space for difficult conversations we need to have sometimes. Check out 7CTOs.com. And apply today. Mention CTO Studio and get a free strategy session with yours truly. And I truly look forward to hearing from you. So as a member of the C-suite, you're wearing the mantle of leadership in your company. A mantle is a loose sleeveless cloak, which when you add a lightsaber, conjures up images of the Skywalkers. Who doesn't want to be Luke or Leia Skywalker? my son would ask me. Maybe you already are, like my son. Or maybe you are a young Padawan in the order of the Jedi, like my daughter. Either way, you decided to be a leader. And with that leadership comes the responsibility of managing people towards successful outcomes for your business. In some cases, people think that leadership means you need to push things harder and faster through the sausage machine and its outcomes, and its products, and really fail to see that it's about the people that make the machines, that makes the money. So one of the most important ways we show up as leaders is with the observer mindset. So how do we observe behaviors in our teams and people so that we can bring out the best in them? In the agile software development world, we have a well-known practice called retrospectives, This takes place at the end of a development sprint and creates an opportunity to provide feedback on how that sprint went. Chances are that most participants in the technology development cycle, whether they be software, hardware, product people, are well trained in this feedback cycle. So I think leaders assume, especially engineering leaders, that they are adept in the art of feedback, managing feedback, extracting feedback, because they are all part of this retrospective culture. But I beg to differ. Or by way of career experiences, feel like they already know how to coach their people. But feedback in and of itself has many pitfalls. In the same way, coaching is a widely misunderstood practice that is often confused with consulting, consulting being I know something, you're gonna pay me and I'm gonna help you get through something harder, faster and quicker. So let's deconstruct the skills so that they become powerful tools that affect change and transformation in your organization. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, feedback is defined as advice, criticism or information about how good or useful something or someone's work is. We've all felt the impact of feedback, It's quite possible that you took on the mantle of CTO leadership because the former boss or mentor consistently and constructively gave you feedback. It's also possible that you did not continue with another profession or skill. I'm thinking of my bass playing pseudo career. Due to the negative or hurtful feedback you received from careless comments, how many people do not pursue the bass because someone told them you're not good enough? Dot, dot, dot. So when we provide feedback, we give someone an instant and clear picture of what we think about their performance. That picture could be a hot mess. It could also be a wonderful painting of what the future could look like. But in all cases, feedback considers what a person has done and places that in the context of our own experience to formulate an opinion on how to do or not to do the same actions in the future. So what is coaching? Our world is filled with seasoned professionals calling themselves coaches. Someone builds an e-commerce startup that has a successful liquidity event which leads to the founder giving talks and becoming a coach to aspiring entrepreneurs. Or a rugby world cup winning captain becomes a coach to the national side after they retire. These progressions make sense and our psyche is well programmed to understand what coaching should look like. There's a psychological bias at play in which the sum of our experiences in a field or discipline lead us to believe that we can speak to all aspects of that field or discipline. This bias is known as the Dunning-Kruger effect, which simply put states that we are unaware at how our own incompetence in a field leads us to an overinflated self-assessment of our skills. <laughs> This bias is rampant in the coaching world. We think we're better coaches than we really are. So let's take a deeper look at what coaching is and how it can be a transformational leadership skill. The International Coaching Federation defines coaching as a partnership with clients in a thought provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. The process of coaching often unlocks previously untapped sources of imagination, productivity and lead. The coaching mindset gives the executive leader the opportunity to partner with their people in improving their skills with a focus on the here and now. It's an engaging process in which we resist the urge to solve problems with one quick chop of the knife. Yes, looking at you, CTO, engineering person turned manager. Instead, we take time to help our people discover what they see and explore how they want to improve. We are unattached to the outcome. We look for context instead of getting stuck on the content of their challenges. So what is feedback? Picking up from our collective understanding, let's take a look at how doing sprint retrospectives trained us on giving and receiving feedback. This form of feedback is a time-boxed meeting, of course, that usually takes place after a sprint review. The goal being to provide and process feedback on how the execution of that sprint went. This feedback takes on the form of asking what went well and what didn't go so well. The big idea being that we take our learnings into the next sprint in order to hopefully not repeat the same mistake. If we take it a step further as humans, We have been on the receiving end of feedback all our lives. As young children, when we experience certain emotions, we receive feedback from our parents or caregivers. As students, we receive feedback on how we fare academically by receiving report cards. As adults, we enter into relationships where we receive feedback, whether direct or indirect, passively aggressive or lovingly constructive. There are three main types of feedback. Appreciation as providing feedback that focuses on the recent accomplishments of an employee. Evaluation, as providing feedback on how an employee is tracking against agreed-upon goals and milestones. And coaching, as a form of feedback that partners with an employee on their own aspirations for growth through the job ladder or their career. Feedback can take on many forms, but in all cases... It should be understood that there is well-meaning intention behind it. It is a wonderful mechanism to restate the rules of the game and to show our people how to win at that game. As CTOs, our goal is to improve performance through having our people feel a stronger sense of self. And what better way than to have them feel like they're winning? An important general awareness for the CTO is to know that they are wearing the mantle of leadership. And just like the whole universe recognizes the Jedi when they show up in their shades of brown, the CTO also is recognized as the final authority. This means that our words carry extraordinary weight and we should make an extra effort when providing feedback. In any organization, hierarchy or executive status could stand in the way of constructive conversations. People don't naturally relate to each other on status. Command-style leadership doesn't care much about how our people feel about us, but we live in an age where we ignore how our people feel at our own peril. This is why the origin of all feedback lies in our intentions for the relationship we want to create with our people. Do we want to have trust? Do we want to create transparency? Do we have safety to clean up messy interactions? Understand that all interactions happen within the relationship you have, or want to create with your people. And this includes feedback. So let's take a look at appreciation. Consider that we want to give Alice feedback on her most recent interactions with Bob. As two of your leaders, she was openly critical of Bob's appearance during a recent Zoom meeting. Straightforward feedback could look like calling her into a private conversation to make her aware of her actions, and to inform her that this will not be tolerated in future team meetings. Hopefully, Alice takes this in and everyone continues with a random Tuesday. While this form of communication is well within your purview as CTO, there's a good chance that your feedback has a short-lived impact. The impact of your feedback is directly proportional to the trust that exists within your relationship. Trust gets built through appreciation. It speaks loudly and clearly to a person's sense of value they bring to the organization. And let's not beat around the bush, it gives everyone who receives it the warm fuzzies. To ensure that you enter a feedback conversation with a healthy mindset, take a minute before your meeting to reflect on the good work Alice has delivered to your organization. How has her work made you look good to your peers? What specific work has she done recently that exceeds your expectations? Find a reason to show appreciation. Appreciation is a cornerstone of relationships because we get to acknowledge each other. It's a universal force between humans that when we feel seen by each other, we will do almost anything for each other. This includes hearing each other out with open heart. When we have an intention to appreciate, we also show up with a more curious mindset. This allows us to consider the many reasons why Alice may have been careless with her comments towards Bob. Let's look at evaluation. A regular topic of discussion at 7 CTOs is on how to deliver effective performance reviews. It seems to be the source of general discomfort for CTOs, and I believe it has nothing to do with the personality or style of the person occupying the role. It lies in our general discomfort with judging people's performance. This could be due to ambiguity around goals, misunderstandings on expectations, or a feeling of not knowing how to develop our people. There's one thing that drives us into our holes. It is the imposter syndrome, especially when our people look to us for growth. What if the evaluation of someone's performance is based on a conversation where you restate the rules of the game and have your person tell you how they performed? You get to reflect back with courage on how they showed up as a player and how their work measured up to the agreements that were made. Once again, at the heart of this feedback is a relationship where you can be trusted. The advantage that both parties have during an evaluation is that they bring different perspectives on the business to the conversation. If this can be seen as a strength, then the partnership will be collaborative and flexible to deal with the changes and demands that come from executing on business objectives. The CTO will have insights from the C-suite to bring to the conversation, and your direct report will have information from their teams to eliminate possible aspects of the feedback. For example, the VP of Engineering may have a better handle on the overall sentiment of the engineers than the CTO. And so if the VPE is being evaluated on slow delivery, the VPE could contribute to the conversation in a constructive way. So let's take a look at coaching. By far the style of feedback that requires a shift in mindset is the feedback that intends to coach the employee to better that employee's performance. This is also the most misunderstood form of feedback. To the naive leader, this may seem like a process of telling the employee what to do in order to achieve better results or to meet regularly with them to measure outcomes together. Under this guise, more damage is done to professional relationships that could lead to employees quitting their bosses. The challenge here is that a well-intentioned journey could be embarked upon with great energy and gusto but then becomes a lackluster effort to keep up with meetings due to the stresses at work. Mix this in with leading questions that one might ask a child who isn't getting what you're trying to put down or trying to convince your employee based on your own experiences, this could be a disaster. Personally, I love this type of feedback where in response to an evaluation conversation, both parties agree that further coaching is desired or necessary. Of course, as a leader, having the ability to coach your people is a massive leveling up. And I would want for all leaders to have this skill. Here are my ground rules for taking on this form of feedback. Do you have your own coach? Not only does this set an excellent example for your employee, it will guide you towards your own continued transformation. Trust me, your employees will be very happy about this. Do you have the time and energy for partnering with your employee? The beauty of coaching is that we embrace the unknown of what success looks like. Instead, we allow the growing partnership to produce the outcome for our employees. This is, of course, also terrifying for engineering types because we live in a world of discrete values and states that are either true or false. And then are you unattached to outcomes? The the truth is that if you are truly invested in the success of your employee, you need to admit that they know better than you what is best for them. This may not match your preconceived notion, and therefore, if you remain unattached to outcomes, you are able to show up fully for your employee. So let's look at when to use coaching versus feedback. The short answer is that feedback dips into short-term memory to make adjustments going forward. Like a pinball machine, the flippers of feedback keep the ball in play. If, however, it becomes clear that a paradigm shift is required to unblock new potential, Coaching is the way to go. It would be like moving away from the pinball game to play something completely different. The safer your person feels in their relationship with you, the easier it will be for them to receive direction from you. And if that looks like botched feedback or lackluster coaching, the mechanism needs to exist for doing cleanup. Feedback is a great way to keep the car running and on track. Keep the cycles short and keep the content laser focused. Coaching is the way to go if you're getting out of the car, onto the tarmac, and into the private jet. But do you have the courage to create that possibility for yourself? Thank you for listening to today's episode of CTO Studio. This is a little taste of the many conversations we have inside 7 CTOs. In addition to our peer groups, 7CTOs members are also part of Slack where ad hoc issues can be addressed by the larger collective. We also have one to two Zoom calls a week where we go deep on specific challenges like brand new technologies, hiring strategies, people management, and expanding our influence and branding as technology leaders. Also check out 7CTOs.com where we publish our list of events like upcoming retreats and colloquiums in a city near you. Applications are always open, so mention CTO Studio when you apply and you'll get a free strategy session with me. Wouldn't that be fun? See you next week.